Good morning, America. Or if you're listening somewhere else, good afternoon, whatever you listen to this, or good night. Uh, we just want to thank you for tuning in, clicking, listening to us. Uh, we ask that you spread our name out there, get our podcast out, share it, uh, whatever pr- uh, platform you share it to. We want to thank you for that. Just uh, help us to get our name out there, become a uh, one of the bigger podcasts out there. Uh, but we do thank everyone that listens and tunes in every week that we do post. So let's just jump right into it. Turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. And uh, we'll read one verse. I'll repeat it one more time. Hebrews 13, 5. The Bible says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Let me read that again. Let your conversation be without covenants, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. I entitled the sermon victory or defeat, but never forsaken. You know, whether it's easy or a tough trial, whether it's easy or a tough situation, whether it's hot or cold, whether it's big or small, whether it's a win whether it's a defeat, whatever it is in life, whatever it is, God said, yeah, I mean, I'm going to put it this way before I say that. If you are a child of God, if you are saved, God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said, I'll never depart. I will never abandon you. I will never leave you. You will never be left alone by yourself. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I'm not very smart. But he said, never. You know what never means? It means never. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's never going to be a time. There's never going to be a second that you are alone. How do you know that? Because he said, I'll never leave thee and I'll never forsake thee. I want you to think for a second. If God makes a promise and any promise he's ever made to you, if you look in the Bible, every promise he's ever made, he's gone through with. There's never been one time God has ever let you down. There's never been a easy trial or a tough trial that God has left you down. Whether it man, whether man lets you down, whatever it is, God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said, whether it's a tough trial, an easy trial, whether it is big or small situation, whether it is a victory or defeat, it doesn't matter the circumstances. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And I want to say this. Um, If you do sin, you do fall, you don't repent, God's not going to be happy with you. But he said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know what makes me mad when people say you can lose your salvation, which is not true. John 3.16 proves that. He says, for whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It never gives a a, uh, part in that verse where it says, you know, if you do this or this sin, that I will leave thee. But in Hebrews 13.5, we just read it said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That throws their whole argument out the window. God said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Whatever your sin is, yes, I will not be happy with you, I, but I don't hate you. I'm never going to leave you. You know what I mean? It grieves God when we do sin. But he said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Whatever it is, victory, he'll never forsake you. He'll, he'll never leave you. Whether it's defeat, he'll never leave you. Whatever it is, God said, I will never leave you. I'm never saying, listen, I have been born again. And I believe that people will click on or 
Uh, I believe, I mean, there's a reason you're clicking on here. You're probably saved. I don't know who is and who is not. But if you are saved, God said, I'll never, I'll never leave you. Whether it's in victory, he said, I'll never leave you. Whether it's in defeat, he said, I will never leave you. But we are in a strange time right now with the election that's going on. And I want to say to you, win or defeat, but never forsaken. Whether it is President Donald Trump who wins, God said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Whether it is the socialist, communist, Joe Biden who wins, God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. God said, I'll never leave thee. God said, I will never forsake thee. Listen, George Washington made this quote. He was speaking to a young man. He said, always remember your freedom does not come from a piece of paper. But your freedom comes from birth, from your creator. What he's saying, he said, it doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter what a piece of paper says, if, if the Constitution is here or not. It does not matter. Your freedom never came from a person or a piece of paper or our founding fathers, but it came from God Almighty. So I want you to remember that win or lose in this election, you're never forsaken. Your freedoms are still there because God is still on his throne. Listen, it doesn't matter who wins, who loses. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter who's in the Senate, the House, or in the Supreme Court. It does not matter. Win or lose, God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Listen, if you lose someone in your life, I'm not saying don't mourn. But what I'm saying is that your joy does not come from that person. Your joy comes from God. The same thing with this election. Our freedoms, our joy, everything does not come from a president. It does not come from the Supreme Court. It does not come from the Senate or the House. But it comes from God Almighty. It comes from the one that is sitting on his throne right now. Now, there is a time to mourn for a loved one that you have lost. You should reflect on the good times you had. But I want you to remember your joy did not come from that person. Yes, God did put that person to bring some joy in your life. But your joy still comes from God Almighty. It comes from the one that said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Listen, I want you to realize that that body, that person that you love, they're gone. Their body's no longer here. Their presence is not here on earth with us, on earth with us anymore. That joy that you shared with them is no longer here. But God Almighty. Our Lord and Savior said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And that moment that you feel alone and, and that you feel that you just can't go on anymore because that loved one is gone, I want you to remember God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Listen, that should bring any person joy. 
that realize that you have a God, a living God, that said no matter what you're going through, no matter if you have a loved one that passed away, no matter if the presidency, no matter what we live in, what kind of situation and what um whatever it is, no matter who wins the presidency, God said your joy is still in me. I am still here. I am still living. And he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee no matter what happens. Is God pleased with your sin? Absolutely not. Does God will God bring some judgment? Yes, yes, He will. But He said, I still will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That should bring any person joy. As I look around during this election, people are upset, they're mad, they're nervous, they're on the brink of a nervous breakdown. But here's what I want to say to you. God said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee, nor forsake thee. Well, how, how, I just don't understand what I'm, you just understand what I'm going through. Well, you're right. I do not understand what you're going through because people go through all kinds of different things. You are not alone in any situation. There is someone going through something far worse than what you're going through. But you're right. I do not know what you're going through. But the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. And I'll talk about this verse a little bit later in another point. It was just an introduction. I mean, this could go on for a while. But the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. He said, repeat it. Repeat it. Listen, you don't understand what I'm going through. But the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice in victory. Rejoice in defeat. Find something to rejoice in and defeat. Listen, if you can't find anything, if you if you sit there and think for hours, I can't find anything to, to rejoice over and defeat, I want you to remember Hebrews 13, 5, that God, our God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Listen, I don't know about you, but that's something to rejoice in. Whether it's a communist or someone that believes in freedom and believes in the Constitution that's in the White House, it doesn't matter. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice. Rejoice in what? Rejoice in failures. Why? Because in failures, there's always something to rejoice in. Like what? By getting back up. When you fail, if you fall, if you if you fall into sinner's loss or temptation, Listen, the only time not to rejoice if you don't get back up. Listen, people say, oh, I've been defeated. Oh, I fell in sin. I've been defeated. No, you only, you're only defeated if you don't get back up. Now, you have fallen, yes. You have stumbled, yes. But you only fail when you don't get back up and try again. That's when you fail. Why well, can't be you? Yes, you can. You just got to get back up. You got to repent. You got to keep on going. Victory or defeat, God said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It's a song we learned as bus kids, uh, junior church kids, Sunday school, whatever it is. It's a song we learned in. But as adults, we need to learn. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice, why? Because God is still on his throne. That is something to rejoice over. Well, I have a job. Praise the Lord. Rejoice. Well, I lost my job. Praise the Lord. Rejoice. Why? Praise the Lord and rejoice. Why? Because he said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Whether you have a job or you just got fired, find something to rejoice over. I fear too many Christians get a 
They can't rejoice, but they choose not to rejoice. Oh, I lost a spouse, or I lost a loved one. I lost a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle, a grandfather, a grandmother. I just can't be happy anymore. But the Bible says rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Their body of your loved one is not here. A friend, whatever it is, their body, their presence is no longer here. But God said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Now they're gone, but God's still with you. God is still with you. When you wake up in the morning, in the morning, and you got to say to yourself, and I think I fear, I fear too many Christians when they wake up, like, oh, I don't have anything to rejoice over today. When you open your eyes, can you see? Whew, man, that's something to rejoice over. You can still see. There's someone out in the world that cannot see. When you get out of bed, can you walk? Whew, you can walk. Praise the Lord. There's someone out there that's crippled. When you going to walk out of your bedroom and you turn that knob, are your arms able to move and grasp and touch and hold? Man, there's someone out there that cannot move their arms or does not have arms or that cannot use their hands. That's something to rejoice over. Can you breathe? Man, there's something that's on a ventilator right now that can't breathe. Praise the Lord, you can breathe on your own. Victory or defeat. Whatever it is, you're never forsaken. And since you're never forsaken and God's never going to leave you, there's something to always rejoice over. And that's one thing. God will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Ever. God said never. We can find something to rejoice over. You just got to think about it. If you say, well, I just can't think of anything else. Think about your salvation. You have no reason to throw a pity party. You have salvation. Not just salvation. You have the assurance of your salvation. No matter what sin you ever commit. God said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know, once that pen touches a lamb's book of life and your name is written down, it can never be erased. God put it there with a permanent marker. He did not write it in with a pencil. He wrote it in with a permanent marker and it can never be erased. I want to say this, that since you're in the will of God, since you've been saved, God put a seat. God assigned you to a seat. Just like when you uh, buy a plane ticket, there's an assigned seat for you to sit in. And since there's an assigned seat, that's a seat you're going to be sitting in. Now, I want to say this. You can either sit in that seat and rejoice that you're sitting in that seat. There's a seat to sit in. Rejoice over that seat. You can rejoice in that seat or you can be one of those people that sit in that seat. And you say, oh, I just, just got to complain and complain and complain. And, and this and that happened. And the world is coming to an end. Oh, this happened. I got a, I got a toenail jam. Or, or I got this. Or I got an ingrown toenail. Or, or I, I'm having a bad day. Or this happened. Or that happened. 
You can be one of those people that just sit in there and sign seat and complain, or you can be one of those people that say, man, praise the Lord, I have an assigned seat for me to sit in, and I'm going to sit in that seat, and I'm going to rejoice, 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 and again, I say rejoice, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord, I'm going to rejoice over the things I have, I'm going to rejoice over the things God has given me, I'm going to rejoice that God will never leave thee nor forsake thee, I'm going to rejoice over being in the will of God. I'm going to rejoice over doing the work of God. Man, I just got to rejoice. Listen, you do have a choice to make. You can be one of those people that have the mindset of victory. What do you mean? I mean, people that have the mindset of victory, even though they lose, they face the loss, but they look into their defeat and they find something to, to rejoice over. They find something. It's like a, a sports team. If they lose, they watch game tape, and they take the pros, and they take the cons out of it. And they sit there, and they depart it. Now, you watch this. Okay, you did that right, but you lost in this area. Now, listen, we need to go back and watch a game tape of yesterday. Find the good things in it. Rejoice over those things. And then take the defeats and throw them out and say, praise the Lord. I did have some defeats, but I'm not going to focus on them. I'm going to focus on the victories. Listen, had the winner's mindset, winner defeat. But I'm going to have the victory mindset, the victory mindset, the victory mindset. Be the kind of person that, that rejoices even though they get defeat. As a Christian, there's going to be wins and there's going to be losses. It's just how it is. There's going to be wins and losses. But here's what I want you to realize. That even though you have some losses, God's never going to leave thee nor forsake thee. So don't get upset. Don't complain. Don't get depressed. Don't get down. I want you to realize God is still with you. In the trial, yes. Well, you don't know what I've done. I don't care what you've done. Did you repent over it? Listen, you can never get victory over your sin unless you repent and you turn from it and you do everything in your might to get victory over it. Only you can get the victory over it. Only you. Listen, you got to be in the will of God. You got to be right with God. If you ever want to get victory in your life, you got to get right with God. That's how victories happen. Unless you're going to be living a life of defeat. For you to have a victory mindset, you got to be right with God. You got to be on God's side. I believe it was Abraham Lincoln that said, It does not matter who has the biggest armies, it just matters whose side God is on. What's he saying? You can have the biggest army, but if God's on my side, I'm on the winning side. We sing the, the hymn, I am on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Listen, we are on the winning side. We were not born to lose, we were born to win. Even in defeat, we were born to win. You can be one of those people that sit in your seat and say, man, I've had some failures, but man, I've had some victories. You don't understand what God has done for me. Listen, I want to challenge you that I want you to sit there and I want you to just get a, a blank piece of paper and take 10, 15 minutes and just write as many things as you can that you can think of that you're thankful for and that you've had the victories over. And I want you to write on the other side how many things God has done for you. And see how many you come up with. I fear too many Christians, too many people to be honest, are going to find more losses than victories. But in reality, you have more wins than you have losses.
What do you mean? No matter how many losses you have, it might overcome your wins, but you've been born again, and that is the greatest victory of all. That triumphs all your failures. You have been born again. There's no hope. God is your hope. Well, you understand, it, it, seemed, it seems that there's no hope. It seems like the tunnel, a black, a pitch dark tunnel, it's going to last forever. I want to say that there's an opening on the other side of that tunnel, but you got to trust God and you got to say, you know what? It might look dark, but God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I am walking in this journey alone. I'm walking. I'm talking with the Lord. This journey is not just by myself. It's with God Almighty. He's with me always through and through. He's with me. My first point is defeat. I want you to turn the Bible to Job chapter 1, verse 21. Job 1, 21. We will read that verse. Then we'll jump down to Job chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. The Bible says, and the Bible says, and, and said, naked, naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I'm turn over to chapter 2, verse 9. Then said his wife unto him, Doest thou still retain that integrity? Curse God and die. And look at verse and look at verse 10. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women woman speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? And all this did Job sin not. With his lips. Now you know the story of Job. He lost everything. Pretty much everything he had. His cattle. His crop. His children. And so on. But he said in the last part of uh, Job 1. 21. He said the Lord gave. And the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said. Listen. His wife said. Listen. You've been defeated. Look what God has done to you. But he said, remember this. The Lord gave me everything before I had nothing. And the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I fear too many Christians had a mindset, well, God took away. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna curse God and die. That is not the right way. That is not the right way to handle any situation. That is not the that's not the right way to handle anything. Because Job said, he gave it, but he takes it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to ask you, the, the great thing about the story of Job is how he reacted. Now, he was sick. He mourned. I mean, could you imagine losing all of that in just one day? In just a few moments, lose every pretty much everything you have. I think too many Christians would, they would lose their mind. They would have a nervous breakdown. But Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. That his wife said, just curse God and die. And he said, you know what? He said, I got my mind made up. I'm going to serve God through and through. And if you read the end of the, the story, you realize that right after verse 10, or before or after, I forget which it is, um, Job's friends come. And they start making false accusations of Job. Now, it says his names, and 
this what my interpretation of those names would be. It would be ABC, CNN, and MSNBC. They make false accusations of Drew. They don't know the truth. They're going to make that. I mean, they just see what just happened to him. They assume that he's this vile sinner. But Job, at the end of the of the uh, book, ends up praying for his friends. And God blessed him twice as much as he had before. Well, how does that happen? It happens because Job reacted the right way to defeat. Job reacted the right way to defeat. He said, yes, he had taken away, but he had given to me too. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord, because he knew that God had already given him. So much. So much. I fear too many Christians just would have thrown themselves on the ground, complained, mourned, complained, blamed God for everything underneath the sun. But Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, whew. He said, I, I did. I laid sick night and day. But I remembered God had already given, given me those things. And he gives and he taketh away. I want to ask you a question. We still don't know the outcome of the election. And if it is defeat. And I, I've said it before. I'm a Trump supporter through and through. If it's defeat. How are you going to react? Job said the Lord giveth and taketh away. How are you going to react? He said blessed be the name of the Lord. How will you react? How are you going to react the right way? Are you going to are you going to be angry, upset? Are you going to blame God? You know, being in that kind of mindset, it's it's not a good place to be. But here's what I want you to do. If it is defeat, I want you to wake up the way you woke up on November second, or November first, or January first, before everything broke loose in 2020. I want you to wake up, whatever your daily routine is, I want you to do it. Whatever it is, do it. I don't want you to react any way differently. Why? Because God has been so good through failure, through how many times we have constantly let him down. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said, the Lord giveth and taketh away. You know what he was saying? He's saying, you know what? God said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said, through defeat, through failure, through mourning, through depression, God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice. Listen, Job. Rejoice. 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 Rejoice in the Lord always. Through defeat. Listen, my family is gone. Rejoice. Find something to rejoice in. Don't be like his wife. You're just sitting there going, God's done all this to you. Just curse God and die. Nah. Job knew God had been too good to him to turn his back on him. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Never. I want you to realize something. Defeat is temporary. If you look at a football team and they lose this week, they're playing again next week. Now, they could have a loser's mentality already in their mind. They're going to lose that game because they lost the week before. 
or they can say, you know what, that loss is out of my mind. As a Christian, we could, we should, if we lose, if we have a defeat in our life from temptation, we should say, you know what, God, I did this, I did this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this. Lord, I am sorry. Lord, I am ashamed. And you should be ashamed. It should not be something you say. It should be something you know you're ashamed of. And say, God, I'm sorry. Have mercy. Forgive me. I am ashamed of what I've done. That's week one. Do you listen? You lost yesterday. Put it out of your mind. That's in the past. You cannot change it. It's time to focus on the game ahead. Listen, it's time to focus on your win. Have a victory mindset. Listen, I lost last week. I'm going to win this week. Or you can sit there and be angry and be upset. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, But as for you, ye thought evil. Uh, talking about, this is the story of, uh, of Joseph. Joseph said, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it for good. God meant it into good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to such to save such people alive. As you know the story of, of Joseph, real quick. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, thrown in a pit, going to kill him. Later on, sung him into slavery. He goes to Potiphar's house. He works there as a servant. Then, his, then Potiphar's wife lies against him, saying he tried to do this and this and this. Goes thrown into prison. In prison, he interprets two dreams, the butler and the baker. Uh, um, then he gets out, and then I believe it's a, it's a Pharaoh or Potiphar, whichever. Um, he wants his uh, dreams to interpret, and, and Joseph interprets his dreams. And then from that, he goes to second in command. From second in command, he ends up saving two nations. And if you read the whole story of Joseph, not one time does Joseph ever sit there and complain. Never one time does he sit there and complain, but he rejoices in God. He said, listen, you meant it against evil against me, but God meant it for good. God meant it for good. I'm going to tell you something. Number two, don't be angry. Don't get angry. Listen, I want you to have a little bit of Joseph in you. I want you to have a little bit of Joseph in you. I want you to say either victory. There's a whole lot more in the sermon and my time, so I'm going to stop. But there's a lot more I could talk about. I was going to talk about victory and then joy. But here's what I want you to have a little bit of Joseph in you. Right now, have the mindset, Joseph. Joseph went through this great trial. But here's what I want you to read. I want you to know, uh, Obadiah Holmes. Obadiah Holmes was a Christian, and he was thrown in. He was uh, captured because he went to church, and they exceeded the limit of the church capacity in the um, in the colony. Anyways, this is what happened. He ends up being thrown in prison, and he goes out, and he's going to be whipped. And it says, and he's given 30 lashes with a three-cord whip. Writing a letter of the events, Holmes related, having joyfulness in his heart and cheerfulness in his countenance, that he's whipped with roses. <laughs> 